Welcome, guys, to another episode of the City Chief Podcast. This is episode five. Thank you very much for listening or, or watching wherever you are. So today we're going to be talking about three main topics. Um, we're going to be talking about Jack Grealish. I'll be utilising him properly. We're going to be talking about how do Man City regain peak form and maintain consistency. And then we're just going to have a look at our, what we think is our best 11. So we might just go through each position and have a look at who we think would make our best 11. So just before we start, I'm going to introduce who we've got. We've got Shane. Yep. Hi. We've got Michael. Hi, guys. We've got Daniel. Hello, guys. And Joao. What's up, guys? Right. So first of all, Jack Grealish, are we utilizing him properly? <laughs> I'm going to... I don't gonna, think so. I would say so. I would say we are utilizing him properly. Mm-hmm. I know it's I know it's a bit controversial. No, but I, I mean partially agree. I mean many can say he should be playing at uh, attacking midfield, but that's where KDB plays, so you won't get that that position. It's it's impossible. But I would personally say that that he's been great at left wing. I mean he just moved to a different team with a completely different tactical style and with players that have a much better ability than their previous their previous ones. So mm-hmm. I mean it's normal if we don't see the Jack Grealish we used to see on the Villa squad. I mean, back back then he used to outshine everyone on his team, but it's a bit difficult yep. to do that here because everybody's so good. But, I mean, he's been doing a great job. Football isn't just goals and assists, as you know. But, I mean, he's been doing well for someone who just got here. Like we've talked on previous episodes, it's really difficult to get to get to do, in uh, Pep Guardiola's side and start every game and playing... I mean, fairly decent. I mean, that's what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. We can ask for much more as of yet. Absolutely. I think that's a great a great summary because I, I actually think in terms of are we utilising him properly right now, I think the answer is yes. Because if you... I know ideally people might want to push him back into that midfield role. But right now, putting him at left wing is the least sort of risky role you can put him in because there's a bit less responsibility on, you know, if he loses the ball mid, you know, in midfield if he's not comfortable with the team. So if you put him left wing like Pep has... And obviously, Pep has his reasons. He gets the feel of the squad, the game, how the game runs. He can still do his thing, create as much as he can, take on players with without the risk of that extra responsibility in midfield. So I think right now, I think we are, personally, but I'd like to hear any opposing views. Um, I think the midfield role will be so much better for him because I think it was the game against Brighton where... Um, I think it was Foden who was substituted, was it? And then he was dropped into midfield and then Myres came on. And then there was this sublime chance he created for Myres. Like he like literally carried the ball like from midfield and yeah. then slipped it through for Myres. And then I was like, nah, this is where he's supposed to be playing, man. Because he seemed so comfortable, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I prefer him when he's playing in like that number eight position. But the yeah. only problem is, is that I would not have him... I, I feel like... I would love to see him play with De Bruyne, but how good is his defensive ability? You know, this is why I prefer maybe Bernardo and De Bruyne or Gundogan and De Bruyne because, you know, they're very good at defending as well as attacking. How good yeah. is Grealish when it comes to defensive play, playing as number eight? I think that's what, and that's definitely something that Pep's been working on him with. Maybe not the defensive yeah, side, but in terms of his attitude to the game, I know there's been quite a few, I think there was an interview with Jack where he was talking about how Pep was sort of, 
you know, trying to really turn him into this professional with, you know, the diet he's in training every day. He's really transformed mm-hmm. as a person in terms of his dedication to the game. So that aspect, I think Pep's working on in terms of, you know, his work rate. And I think there's definitely no, when we watch him in game, I don't think there's any, he doesn't stand out as someone who doesn't press. I think he's, you know, he's, his work rate's already showing to be great. So in terms of that, I think he would work in midfield. But I think the, the question about his defensive awareness and abilities is a very valid one because you do need that playing as an eight. So, yeah, I tell you what, I do actually quite like Grealish as, the, as, a, as a false nine. He played there against Chelsea for a bit and I thought he was actually quite good there. I thought I, I, I quite liked him playing in a front three centrally. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys agree, but I, I enjoy it personally. He played, he played false nine against Liverpool though and that's where people, after that game, people started, that's where the slander really started happening, I thought, because and I'm not <laughs> saying I agree with it, but he didn't really do much against Liverpool and yeah, I think that's the game he did play that false nine. That's a valid yeah. point. So it's it's interesting but I, I think he has potential but personally I think Foden's a lot better at that false nine. Yeah, I right. prefer Foden think, left but that's just me. Personally, I think with Grealish it's going to be a lot of time man. It's going to take some time because he needs to find because uh, there's an interview where Pep gave I think it was right before Bruges where he admitted that like he still hasn't found Grealish's perfect position yet you know what I mean so he could be in midfield he could be on the wing you know like he just needs to find what works for Grealish and for the team yeah yeah I think the key word just to say to all City fans is, is patience really yeah true and Pep knows what he's doing and we've got enough players if, if Jack is really struggling at some period which any player is sure to do at some point then we've got the squad to sort of fill that gap whilst he recovers. So I think, I really don't think there's anything to worry about in terms of, I, is he going to He's perform? not struggling. I no. think Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish struggling is a myth because he's the second best uh, chance creator in the Premier League, like right behind Bruno Fernandes. You can't tell me that guy is struggling. Yeah, no, I mean, he has some of, he's leading a lot of sort of key stats in terms of his carries exactly. and his progressive passes. Progressive carries, carries into the penalty area. Like, he's working. He's doing He's doing what he needs to do. He's been you doing know, well. He's just not... That's just... Like, maybe maybe the numbers, like the goals and assists or what yeah. people want. You know? I think yeah, but football isn't just numbers. It, yeah, but the problem there's is... There's more to that. The problem is, you know, Grealish is walking around with a, with a 100 million price tag. So, you know, everybody... Everybody's like watching him, you know. They watch, they expect magic or something. I, think, I just I think well, magic I hate I hate the fact he gets booed by every away fan base. Whenever yeah. he's playing away, they always boo him. Like, what's that all about? Nah, it's like, attention Brian fans are booing him. Like, bro, bro, it's Brian, he, do, he doesn't even know who Brian is, man. Like, why are you booing him? <laughs> attention seekers, man. Yeah, and I, I think, think. Sorry, go on. No, no, go on, go on, bro. Well, this was slightly off topic, but it's still about Grealish. It's just something that I've noticed with, you know, there is this narrative about, obviously, he, he, he draws a lot of fouls, right? And a lot of people like to just label someone that draws a lot of fouls as a diver. But I think it's actually, it's gone the complete opposite way now, especially now he's moved to City. I honestly think he wins so many less fouls than he should. There's so many times he just gets mm-hmm. nicked, clear contact. And because I feel like yeah, the ref true. just feels like, Oh, he's oh he's Grealish at City. He's probably just 
trying to win a foul or I won't give it to them because they're dominating the game. But I just think there's so many times where yeah, true. There's, there's just narratives against them that I know they come with this price tag and playing for this club, but it's just not fair. But that he, fault thing yeah. is normal. I mean, it's just like yeah. Neymar. I mean, a player exactly. that's so technically skilled that. and that wants the ball at his feet at all time, he, they usually get more fouls. I mean, it, it just it is what it is. It's very difficult for, for the opposition to take the ball off their feet. So it's the ball or the man. And it usually it's usually the man. And we are lucky that he hasn't been injured yet because if he does get injured, it will be very difficult. Hopefully that, not. That's just, that's just it. Mm. Touch wood. Um, so... That's that's everything on Jack. I think we we can talk about the other topic we had in mind. Yeah. It, so the the next one. Yeah, go for is it. Is how do Man City regain peak form and maintain consistency, much like what we did last year, I suppose. I have another controversial opinion on this one. Go on. I think we are on our peak form, at least for the past games. I mean, I think we are playing one of our best footballs. We've seen that at Man United, despite not scoring that many goals. I mean, but that's a problem that has come from the past years, not just here. So I would say the only way to get better is to sign a striker in January. I mean, what else can, what else can we do? If we get yeah, a, stri true. a striker, I mean, when it comes to maintaining the form, it will just depend on injuries. If none of our players get injured, we should be fine through the rest of the season. So, I mean, no pressure, medical staff, but do your work. <laughs> I mean, we are only three points off the top, so it's not like we've been bad this season. We just we've been we haven't been average, but we haven't been amazing. We're like in between, in my opinion. But like, I think we've only had a couple of games where I could say we've been below our you know Man City standard. Maybe that was Crystal Palace and Southampton. But apart from that, I've been quite impressed with how we've been playing. Yeah, Personally. I think we've been brilliant. Yeah, been brilliant. And and we have more points at this stage of the season than we had last season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last season was absolutely disastrous at this point. So at least we got that. Because last season, I think... last, last season was such a miracle, man. I have no idea oh, no. how that season like, turned around. Yet. I know that's why. I just don't think anyone Consistency can was ever, ever replicate something like that, especially with the difference in form and then the fact that we actually then converted it into a win streak that has pretty much never been what. Is, is the record for the, the longest English team yeah. win streak I ever. Mean, we also it's, got it's a, lucky it's, because it's a the Manchester opposition City thing, got though. injuries. So, yeah. I mean. It's a Manchester City thing. We tend to win leagues and titles, you know, in a spectacular manner. Yeah, that's I, true. I would probably say that this season um, we play more mature um, compared to last seasons and the season before. I think we've balanced, we found, we've managed to find like the balance between attack and defence. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone yeah, knows the rules. Um, everyone knows their place. If something goes wrong, how they return, they know. Um, they I think they've gained the the idea of having having the ability to control the the game more. Um, even though we used to do it like really well before, I think we've just nailed it and dialed it to the the perfect tone. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, I think it's going to take him a couple time, a couple more games to get himself back into form. But I, I do think that we, we are, for ourselves and our personal achievements, we are doing really well. Yeah, I agree with you, Shane. I think it comes down to, in my opinion, uh, keeping the same starting 11 for a few games in a row. Like the one against Man United was our best team in terms of how we played and individually. That's the lineup I like to see 
but quite a few games in a row. So we can start getting a good winning run. And we've got like, you know, that good morale to go on and really push to the end of the season. Do you guys agree? Do you think it's okay not to rotate for a bit? I mean, there's no need to rotate. Yeah, I agree. If, if we are doing well, I mean, why should we? You yeah, don't true. you don't fix something that ain't broken. Exactly. Yeah. I love that sign. Yeah, if it ain't, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And I think the only times we will expect to see rotation is when a game is considered more important than another. I know later in the season that becomes less the case. Yeah. But when it comes to, if say if we've already qualified for the Champions League or if we're already top spot or if we're in another Carabao Cup tie, we can't expect to see that first team in every game. But I think, I do agree, I think there was a time last season where we did actually do that, Daniel, where we kept playing the same 11 and we kept winning with that 11. I think it was when we, there was a time when we had Zinchenko and Cancelo for a while and that they just kept playing for so many games. And as an 11, we just saw the results keep going because that's what you need. You need momentum. So who is our best starting 11 then? Well, we'll start, let's, let's start position by position. Wait, but are we going to talk our best 11 right now or all time? Right now, right now. Right okay, now. Let's okay. Let's so, who goalkeeper, we have in it's clear, right? It's either, yeah, so. we can all agree yeah. on the goalkeeper. Yeah. I think it's Gavin Fazanu deserves a shout, actually. Yeah. I mean, but he's, not, <laughs> he's not with us. So. He, he's uh, on loan, though, so we're not, no, not going to include him. <laughs> Yeah, Eddie, at Eddie. the moment, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose any other keeper. I do like Stefan. Yeah, yeah, he does his job. Yeah, exactly. He does the job. Uh, so, centre-backs. I mean, Ruben Dias, for sure. And Stones, Obviously. And Stones all day long. And Stones. John Stones. Yeah. For me, Stones, John, John Stones is the second best defender in the world right now. I'm going to put it out there. He is the second best defender in the world. Nah, I can't agree with <laughs> nah, you. Nah, he gets disrespected. Nah, I think... You can like say right he's the now, best English centre-back. Right now, it. he's not playing He's not playing much, you know what I mean? Like last season, when he was playing with Ruben Diaz, then yeah, they were the best two. They were like top two. But nothing's really changed. You can't say that he's... What, what hasn't happened, though, is he hasn't played any games worse than them. So you can still use yeah, that true, form true. and his England form. He was England's best defender at the Euros. So I think... He's definitely top five for me. Yeah. Who is better than John Stones? It's, it's a question. Who, who genuinely is better than John Stones right now? I mean, Matthews, Van Dyke. Not Van Dyke. No, I'm sorry. Van Dyke is nah. not the same as was before. <laughs> nah, I, for me, Van Dyke is probably one of the best center backs I've seen play. Nah, yeah. I, he's I really, really he's good, bro. He's really, really good. Not now. No, not now. Argue. Not now. I mean, I think that is, that ACL has like completely destroyed his confidence and how he like dictates the game. Before he is like the best, he was the best, but now I think he's just dropped it massively. Um, like the the goals that Liverpool have been conceding, the draws that they've been having, um, it it, it it's not prime Van Dyke form. I'm sure he's getting he's trying to get back yeah. to it, but right now it's it's and, definitely not. And that's another thing. And that's another thing. Like I always see, like rivals slander Ruben Diaz for like always going to the floor for his tackles. Like that's exactly what a defender's supposed to do. But exactly. like if you look at the goals, if you look at the goals that Liverpool are conceding, you know Van Dijk could have stopped some of them if he was on the floor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because no, he likes to be effortless. He likes to like you know. Yeah, he has to be effortless and aesthetically pleasing. You know what I mean? 
There's oh, nothing God, about don't aesthetic. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that's supposed to be aesthetically pleasing when it comes to a defender. It's supposed to be a dirty job. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Agreed. Right. What about our fullbacks? Uh, um, right back, Walker. obviously Walker. Walker right back, Walker. Yeah. I think that's pretty pretty clear at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my my only reservation would have been. I think last year we saw Cancelo on the left. At times he looked worse than he would have done on the right, but now yeah, he's easily as good at both. So I don't know if he's just improved, got more comfortable. He's literally... Uh, he's literally I think he got I more think, comfortable. It's uh, like... I, the more he plays... I, don't think, he I, think, I think he was... Yeah. I think he was comfortable. I think Pip just tweaked the system to allow him like, like to play better, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I think Pip now freedom. lets him drift into midfield more, you know what I mean? Because when we in possession, it's, uh, he doesn't have to stay back. Walker drops um, like uh, next to whoever the centre backs are, and then he will play next to Rodri, or you know. Yeah, it's a it's a really really genius system. Of course, I think well we see Walker bombing up a lot, and then he'll just bomb back because that's just what he does. And yeah, <laughs> I mean Walker's a monster, man. He's just he's just a monster. I can't believe it. And then yeah, Cancelo's. <laughs> You know, he's not even really a full uh, fullback, but that's what happened. Remember last year when when it really started? I think he was at right back and he kept inverting and basically being an attacking mid. And every game, the commentator was going on about, "Oh, look, look, there's Cancelo at, at, at ten again, or there he is at, on the wing." And then, <laughs> everyone was just so like impressed, and it's just become his, his sort of you know trademark now. And it's just great yeah. to see that he's able to, you know, obviously he can have a slight off game every now and then in terms of maybe he'll be slightly out of position but Cancelo Cancelo would genuinely be some some club's best winger like he's that good he would like if if we didn't have a winger I I I can literally see Pep just telling Cancelo go have fun there and this (laughs) man and this guy putting in a shift or something no yeah he's Uh, one of the most all-round players in the world for sure He's looking forward to see your, your guys pick for CDM. I mean, mm. I know most of you would pick Rodri, I mean, as a Definitely. in the current form. But imagine it's like a big game, the, the final of the Champions League. Wouldn't you like Rodri. to have Fernandinho instead of uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm nah. going for Rodri, man. I'm still going Not for Rodri. Rodri. I think that game at Anfield. Fernandinho, Fernandinho is good, hey. But now, you must understand, like, he's old also, so like, if we play against a team that has like pacey people, you know, and they break and Fernandinho like just mistimes a tackle or something, we are screwed. Are you, really are you talking Rodri about is also are you, slow? Are you talking about current form? Like current form? Yeah, yeah I would say current form, but if it's the final, like it's the final of the current form, I would yield to Rodri. If you were yeah, talking definitely. like, I, I, I do understand having Fernandinho on because I want a Fernandinho stand, but I do understand having him on for experience. But I think in the early games of the season when we did have him, it looked like his legs were just like he couldn't catch up. But there are yeah, some games good. where you like you need him on and you see him, the Pep will sub him on at halftime or something. And not halftime, Pep doesn't sub people on halftime. Yeah, like, si- yeah. yeah, 60 minutes in. Um, if it's really bad, he'll bring in some experience. And that's where Fernandinho um, can really take the shine. Because he knows what he yeah. knows what what He's done by signing a new contract, that one-year contract. Yeah, exactly. So, there's, 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 no shame. there's no shame in him. He knows this. He's no shame in 
not playing really yeah. many games at all because his role isn't that anymore. That's not his main role. I don't even think last season he expected to play as many games towards the back end as, as he yeah. did. This year, yeah. he's he's literally like a secondary coach. He's a mentor. He's I think he's this guy. He's the guy. He's that I think guy. his substitution. I think Fernandinho's substitution against PSG last season was one of my favorite games ever, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a real, he's a real shit house, man. Oh, <laughs> mate, when he got Di Maria sent off. Oh, he's such a legend. That was my favorite. That was my favorite Fernandinho game ever, man. He was even smiling in, in Di Maria's face, and that killed. Yeah. Me. <laughs> Well, that, that one it. against uh, United last season as well when he squared up to Bruno. Yeah, yeah that, that laugh when he scored. <laughs> and the laugh, yeah, that was so good. And he oh, scored. Yeah. He's yeah, it's, just, it's great having him around. He's yeah, He just needs to be around. So who's our two midfielders next to Rodri now? Oh, so right, are we, right now. Bruno and Bernardo. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be different. I'm going to say Bernardo and Gundogan and have the Bruyne as a false nine. You always want to be different, bro. No, no, no. I'm going to say United. I think that's relatively popular. Not popular, but not not completely on. But I've seen a lot of people think that, obviously right now, having Gundogan and Bernardo and Rodri is like the perfect balanced midfield in the system we've yeah, got. But, but yeah, it's calm, but it's calm because the Bruyne is playing false nine anyway. What, okay, what if he wasn't? What then, if he then he's in midfield, Daniel. definitely. Yeah. Like if we if we're on current form, De Bruyne has not been better than Gundogan or Bernardo this season. Yeah, Just but saying. true. But uh, well, look, look at really City. Look at City when we play big games without De Bruyne. How we struggle to create chances. Like no matter how shit De Bruyne is, he somehow pulls up pulls up for us. Um, like, I, I don't know. I thought we beat Chelsea. I mean, I know De Bruyne played against I mean, Chelsea, but he was I mean, one of the worst one on the pitch. Okay, remember um, remember the CL final. Like before people even started complaining about the team, we actually looked good until the brainer like went off. That's when all hope disappeared. Nah, we, were we couldn't like create that. these chances. We really, yeah. we really like yeah. it. It's, it's, it's just a case of will he, if he's in form, we, we just have to hope and assume that at some point in the next few weeks or months, he will just come back to at least last year. Nah, he'll be fine. He'll so be fine. Then he'll obviously gonna, he's going to play because he is the brain. I think we need him to sort of, in, in that sense as well. Not everyone's going to be able to maintain this level. Some people need to take the, the torch, you know, and make yeah, an impact on the season. So, so De Bruyne, I think Bernardo would have been everyone's first name in the team sheet for that midfield role. Though. Is that right? Everyone? Yeah. Yeah. And then Gundogan. Yep, yeah, I think. So, so Michael and Joel, you're saying that you'd have just Gundogan on the bench? As of yet, on the bench right I now, yeah, I would say. So. Yeah, I think that's unfair. I think the, I think Gundogan's been really underrated this season. Yeah, I mean, true. We have a great squad. Yeah, we can't complain. I mean, if he has to stay on the bench, he can come on in the second half. But right now, I would choose Bernardo and Kevin De Bruyne. Exactly. Okay, let's go right wing. Jesus. Uh, Riyad Mahrez. Oh, Jesus. I would go Foden. Right, left wing then. If, you, if you're going to say, we'll go with Joao first. If you're putting Foden right wing, who are you putting left wing? Left wing. I mean, it, it depends on the game, but I would probably say Jack. I think Jack. Or, or you can put Foden on the left and Jesus on the right. But as of That's at what the I moment, would, I, would do, I, would, yeah. I would do Actually, no, Foden. Foden on, on the right for him to get inside. 
I think it's it's dangerous like that. But I mean, I get the Jesus on the right and Foden on the left. I can take that too. Yeah, I don't know how how you would do. I mean, it. Yeah, the beauty with Foden is he can pretty much play anywhere on that front three. So you can sort it's of a add him. Player. Very, you might, very yeah, you can add him in last and then choose the ones that. So it's I guess the the question we've brought up here now is sort of Jesus or Mares. Yeah, is a bit of a debate. Uh, I like so, both. I'm not I would I would choose Jesus at the moment. Jesus. I like. I like both, eh? but it depends on the game. Man. You know? I think Jesus, the work rate from the man is unimaginable. Like yeah, he will, exactly. he will run. If Jesus. he loses the ball, he will like that Liverpool game or the Man United game or something. One of them that we wanted to come off, wanted him to come yeah, off. True. Um, in that last like twenty minutes or something, he worked so hard to regain the ball for the team and do the best that he could, yeah. and it was a mighty fine performance. And what about he the Champions League final? His performance in the Champions League final was actually incredible. Well, not yeah. incredible, but like he, yeah. he worked his socks off. Yeah. Yeah, true. That Champions League final, I can only remember what Kyle Walker being amazing. He worked so hard. Um, yeah. Um, Jesus, he ran up and down. Those are my two players that game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think, I think up. Jesus is just like the epitome of a player that is a Pep. In, in a Pep system, he is the epitome of what you want in terms of sure he's not the best in the world at going forward you know he's not the technical best he's brilliant going forward but it's what he does how he understands the system he's his pressing is a joke i think i think pep called him actually the best presser in the world at one point last year yeah yeah so he, you know he's so highly rated for that and then this year i think he's really added a bit of I don't know, not flair, but he's added that attacking sense from that right wing position. The crossing. You know yeah, what I think? I think his positional, well. positional awareness got much better during the summer. Yeah, I think that's why he's, he's been so good. Well, how year. much how much does he owe that to the fact that he's now playing that right wing spot instead of down the middle? I mean, to play at the wing, you need to be there at all times. And considering you know, most of our crosses never go to like the front men, they usually go to the far post. We must yeah. have wingers to be there at all times. And if you have that movement, that awareness that, that I was talking about, I mean, you're good. You're going to score goals. That's what he wants. That's what we want. We're good. So if we got Jesus on the right, Foden on the left, who's down the middle? Alden. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> uh, at the moment, although he's injured, I would choose Ferran Torres. I think... I think he's a solid option. He was doing so well he was before solid, getting yeah. injured. But that's that's who I would choose. I mean, it's it's really difficult. Firstly, I'd, I'd have, have Foden. Oh, you'd have De Bruyne. I would have actually put Foden in there based on our recent games. And then I would have just had Grealish or Sterling, whoever's playing better on that left. Yeah. No, I didn't want to say Foden or Kevin because we already mentioned them before. So yeah, that's why yeah. that makes sense. I think um, Fran Torres. If you take back, if you turn back to the Newcastle game, my gosh, he was amazing. I think yeah, it was the Newcastle was game, form. the hat trick one, where it ran over yeah, to Fernandinho yes. to give him a hug. That was that for me. That's when I think he, he, in his own mind as well, like it clicked that he can play in a striker role. Yeah, he's got the instincts, and that's you, know, yeah. you can't really teach it. He just sort of has that innate ability to sort of know where to be so i think no 
if he gets I a hope he stays. Yeah, but yeah. he looks like one of those players that you know will eventually leave. Yeah, so he was twenty mil. That's crazy. He's yeah. twenty mil. Yeah, but but watch Maguire's. Well, no, no. Watch, Maguire's. watch uh, so fourth Torres. Watch Man City sell him, sell him for thirty mil. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. He's such a terrible salesman, man. I mean, I I don't think he'll leave. If he does, it's probably just like uh, Leroy. He, he he didn't want to sign a new contract, and we like to sell him for cheap. I think that's yeah. I mean, what we'll have. I think actually he's a bit of a risk with you know when we do eventually sign a striker, which we will. Then exactly. he's not obviously going to be the main man, and then we've got so many wingers that it's going to be hard for him to then go back to that role. So he's going to be sort of like a backup striker, like Jesus was for a bit. And yeah. it's it's going to be tough for him, I think. I think he's really unfortunate he's had this broken foot recently because he could have, if he had a run of games, he could have just solidified himself for a long time. You know what? You know, what? if if we, for some reason, win the Champions League without a striker, I wouldn't mind if we don't get one the following year. <laughs> no, nah, bring me Alan. Please. <laughs> bring That's me Mbappe. There's only so much one can take. No, <laughs> I mean Mbappe. the thing is, what people don't seem to recognise is they think it's either either you have a striker or yeah. you don't, and then you have no other benefit. But people seem to forget that having a false nine actually has his own benefit as well, which is yeah. obviously overloading the midfield. And Pep knows exactly how to do that, so I don't think it's the worst. So if we won it this year with a false nine, and that's this is what we spoke about on I think one of our other podcasts was. Let's say Foden, for example, takes over that false nine, and we sort of win it all, or do have, you know, have a great season. What what are the thoughts going to be in terms of? There's a chance people won't want to get rid of that because, you know, we've we don't want to replace it's something that's yeah, it's working. Exactly. I think if it's not broken. Don't fix it. <laughs> I think the idea of like not. By I think we should, but my opinion is that we buy a striker, whether we like it or not. Um, and if in buying a striker, we can kind of apply Pep's tactics of, like, you're not going to just stick to one position. You can get put into many other positions, and you have different rules. You just have, you don't have that lob up to the striker and stay up there and just try and score when you can. When because it doesn't work like that. Like they they won't be successful. So they have to adapt to the Man City way. It's not the other way around. Um. Yeah, and Man City way. Yeah. I I want to try and bring up Bernardo because I'm not. I want to ask you guys the question: Is he gonna? Do you think he's gonna ex- extend, or do you think he's gonna weigh out his contract or not leave by the end of the summer? It's tough. I think he's gonna wait out his contract, man, because he loves the club clearly, but I think he just doesn't like the country. Mm. No, I, I can see him staying. Till yep. till he's like thirty something and returning <laughs> to Benfica. Nah, I doubt his it. Career. He's he's gonna wait out this contract man and then leave for sure because nah, he clearly doesn't so. like. Yeah, I think because. But, but I mean, obviously... he, already, he said he like he likes being here. I mean, yeah, he doesn't yeah, he, like he doesn't like, like the rain, place. but you know, <laughs> no you Portuguese can, you likes the rain. Let me tell you that. You can love it somewhere. But if we think about how imagine. different it was from last season, I mean, obviously last year he didn't. He did step up a bit, but he wasn't anywhere near sort of the level he is now and probably at the happiness he is now being at the core. So I think yeah. people need to recognise how much that's changed and he's probably going to have a sort of change of heart in terms of whether or not 
he wants to stay right now. And I think he's probably leaning towards staying at the moment, would be my opinion. Wouldn't, you can't leave in this situation. I know, obviously, it's not, it's not going to leave anytime soon, even if he did. But you can't leave whilst we're on when the form we are, when the form he's on. Yeah, I completely so, agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. I guess that's that. Okay, doke. I think we've we've run through all those. We talked about Grealish. We talked about maintaining our form, and then we just ran through our best eleven there. So I think that's all for today, guys. Um, we'll wrap it up. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast, the City Chief Talk. We hope to see you again. Thank you very much. See you.